It's spring practice time. We're also going to talk linebackers in our positional preview, and we got some softball stuff to talk about as well on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooners Nation, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Sooners. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Thank you for joining us. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. His name is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. You can also hear him 9 to noon, Monday through Friday at 94.7 The Ref in Norman. Josh, spring's here. Football season like feels like officially has arrived now. Absolutely. The, we've been in the start of the Brent Venables era. We've talked about how Oklahoma was able to keep this 2022 signing class together, the excitement for these moms and dads, and of course, future recruits that have come on visits to Oklahoma. But, hey, the the celebration, all of the fanfare of the beginning of the start of the Vittables era, we could, we could say, okay, it's really begun now with spring football. We're, I mean, come on, we're talking about you're either in or you're out. We're talking commitment with Oklahoma and Brent Vittables. We're getting marriage analogies, John. Oh, it's fun in Norman. He looked like he was more fired up than probably you've ever seen him just – uh, that first or in yesterday's pre-spring media call like he was ecstatic i think he talked for 20 minutes straight without taking a question yeah just off and running right just teaming yeah. up and away we go which hey i'm yeah. all for it yeah that's that's a it's a really good quality to have for somebody you can just ask a, a quick question to and he can just go on and on and on one thing he touched on and i'm going to start us off with this is what he had to say about dylan gabriel um he's a leader um he's a worker he's very ambitious um he's um self-driven uh very humble uh, incredibly confident uh you know great self-awareness understands um where he needs to uh get better and that's just through conversation uh but guys follow him you know the best of the best make others around them better and he's intentionally done that through relationships and through work. Um, and uh, But he's a good athlete, uh, got good quickness, uh, very, very competitive, ultra competitive, and just got a, a, a great sense of humility to him that is fun to deal with. You know, our job's hard enough as it is. If I was a jerk up here, you all still have to cover Oklahoma, but it wouldn't be as fun for y'all, and it certainly wouldn't be fun for me if y'all, if I was dealing with a jerk either. And same thing when you're coaching, it's no different. You you can become disinterested in coaching somebody that doesn't want to be coached. You know, that happens over time too. That makes coaching no fun when there's not buy-in, when there's not guys that um, want to be held accountable, things of that nature. But man, he's um, he's a pro uh, in every way. Uh, just he knows he's got to be the example as as um, you know one of the leaders in this program as potential face of a, of a program like Oklahoma being the quarterback at Oklahoma is a big deal, man. It's a big deal, and he knows it, and he values it, and he respects it. 
And uh, so he just works every hard, uh, hard every day. When I, if I, if I was just kind of, this is kind of who he is. He just works hard every day. Not he doesn't want to let anybody down, and he's betting on himself. Um, and so he's fearless. He's got a go for broke mindset, go for broke attitude. And um, I'm really excited to see him, you know, go to work. Yep. And yeah, that was a lot of really good stuff there from Brent Venables on Dylan Gabriel. What was kind of your biggest takeaway there? I liked what he said, the explanation he gave for it wouldn't be a lot of fun for you guys if, you know, every time we came in here and had a media session, I was a big jerk. I think that, you know, putting it, putting it that way makes a lot of sense, right? Mm -hmm. Dylan Gabriel's a leader in the sense that he makes it fun. Right now it's fun for Brent Vittables to coach this football team as they begin the spring. And you probably, you know, maybe it's cliche or something to say that, but that's good. It, it does feel like it's fun right now in Norman. Yeah, even the, the hard work that they went through in the winter workouts with, with Schmitty as they're getting ready for spring practice, like you never heard anybody complain about it. Yes, it was hard, but they all just had, you know, really positive things to say. If you listen to the podcast on the Prairie with Braden Willis and Jeremiah Hall, that's what Braden said. He's like, we're all getting better. We're all getting stronger. We're all getting quicker. We're getting faster. And I think that goes to something else that Venable said on Monday in that people were coming to him and kind of thanking him for the structure and for making them work and for pushing them as hard as they, as they're pushing him. Um, you know, this is a team that is going to be, looking like a Brent Venables kind of team, somebody that's got a lot of energy. The dude just exudes energy. And I hope that I have half as much energy as he does when I'm his age, because it's just flowing out of him. And I think that that resonates, you know, with the coaching staff, with the players. I mean, you spend a lot of time talking about the coaching staff and just how it all kind of fits together. And the thing that he kept hearkening back to was buy-in. And that's so important for a new coach taking over a bunch of players that he didn't recruit is having everybody buy in. You know, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, of course, has been in the headlines here. And one of the traits of Baker that is kind of polarizing, right, is he, he's always playing up the I've got a chip on my shoulder yeah. attitude. Well, this group for Oklahoma here starting this spring, I think they've really kind of got some of those characteristics to them, John. And that's fun, right, this time uh, of the year for Oklahoma. It's not an OU team like last year where, you know, coming off the way that they finished that season with Spencer Rattler and company and winning the Big 12 championship, what did they win? Their last eight games or nine games that season to head into 2021? I mean, there was so much excitement for OU last year to be this national championship type team. And right now that's not really the conversation around Oklahoma. If anything, it's the conversation nationally about what Oklahoma's lost. And Dylan Gabriel, though, you'll hear folks sing his praises nationally. I don't think that he's necessarily regarded as this. He's not. He's not regarded as this just can't miss prospect, right? So he's got a little bit of, I don't want to necessarily say Baker Mayfield to him, but a little kind of Baker Mayfield to him in this Oklahoma team right now. Well, and, you know, to, to kind of piggyback off that, I think – everybody's just got something to prove, you know, like all the guys that left either for the NFL or for the transfer portal, that's kind of the big storyline going into the spring. Having something to prove creates something that's, that's dangerous a little bit. Like 
it, it increases your competitiveness. It increases your fire, increases your motivation. You know, while Oklahoma is still Oklahoma, they still have to, to think back on those two losses last season to, uh, to Baylor and to Oklahoma state and just how it, it didn't come out the way that everybody had anticipated. And so I think, yes, going into spring practice, the winter workouts, going into fall camp, into the season, they're going to have a lot to the prove to themselves and to the big 12 and to the rest of the nation that, that they're still a force to be reckoned with despite all of the turnover. And I think having Dylan Gabriel, somebody who is a leader, that's the thing that Brent Venables continue continually hit home on was that he's a leader. He's a worker. Having somebody like that, that is the quote unquote face of your program at the quarterback position. It helps to have a, a steady hand, you know, somebody who's been in big games, he's played a lot of football and it's going to help carry these guys through this big transition, especially on the offensive side of the football where they're all trying to learn Jeff Levy's offense. you got a guy that's experienced, he's been in Levy's system, and he's played a lot of games that can help get this integrated as they head into or they go through these you know, 15 practices and then into summer and fall workouts as well. And so I think Dylan Gabriel and Levy talked about – or sorry, Brent Venables talked about it in that you know just the tireless worker, he – he knows what's at stake being the quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners. And I think it's important to have that, like have the, this idea that this is an opportunity that I can't just let slip away. Like nothing is going to be given to me. And while, you know, Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams did great things for Oklahoma, there was almost this like expectation of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just that it was going to come easy for them. You know, like everything was going to just be simple and, and it wasn't. Dylan Gabriel, like you said, he's got that chip. Nothing was necessarily easy at UCF, and he's got a lot to prove. So I think it's going to be really good for the Oklahoma Sooners as they go down the road. I think the the two words, the words you were looking for, and I, I hate to say this because this isn't necessarily how I would describe either Spencer Rattler or Caleb Williams, but I think the word you were searching for was a little bit of entitlement, right? Yeah, that maybe. This, yeah. this, this should come easy to me or – I'm this five-star quarterback, so it's just – it is going to be that. It's going to be easy and it's going to be natural, and I'm so talented that it's just going to happen for me. Whereas with Dylan Gabriel, the, the word you said there, opportunity, right? I mean, here's somebody that has started all these games, and no, it wasn't at a power five level for Dylan Gabriel, but he's thrown 70 touchdown passes, and he's thrown for over 8,000 career passing yards, and yet – you know, not one of those touchdown passes came at Oklahoma. Not one of those passing yards came at a place like Oklahoma with the type of infrastructure, the coaching, and the personnel that's going to be around him here at OU. So I do think there's a big part of that with Dylan Gabriel, right? You hope there is. I mean, when Britt Vittables is sitting there saying he's this great leader, you hope that, yes, Dylan Gabriel recognizes, okay, this is a big-time opportunity that I've got right here in front of me. And it's going to be exciting to watch just how the rest of the spring transpires. And I know we're all going to be excited about the spring game on April 23rd when we get to see these guys like in in person or on your TV, on your on your laptop or your computer where you get to watch the spring game and, and see Dylan Gabriel throwing passes to Marvin Mims and Theo Weiss and just seeing how the offense clicks a little bit. That's the thing I'm probably most excited about um, and, and seeing how it all just kind of fits together. And it won't be the complete product. They'll still have several more months to get ready for uh, the 2022 season in UTEP, but it's going to be fun to watch this team kind of gel together. We're going to start talking about linebackers, the other side of the line of scrimmage with potentially the leader of the defense, 
Um, but first, let me talk to you about Stat Hero. If you're struggling with March Madness, you're struggling with your bracket, maybe you need to go to Stat Hero and get in on some NCAA single game pickums where you can pit star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. You can take back control from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players that you know the best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to Pick'em games, they also have a dozen or dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. So go to stathero.com slash locked on for the easiest way to play daily fantasy and get in on sports gambling. Go to stathero.com slash locked on and use our promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. You put in $100, Stat Hero will match it with $100 using our promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. I also want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you've not tried Built Bar yet, you are really missing out. I eat one just about every single day. I love the flavors. They got great ones in peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, coconut mint brownie. That is fantastic. If you love a thin mint Girl Scout cookie, you got to try that mint brownie as well. And they're always coming out with new flavors. Like last year, they came out with the coconut brownie chunk, which just took the protein bar world by storm. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your next order over at built.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Josh and I are enjoying talking about the position groups. We've talked about wide receiver. We've talked about defensive line. Now we're going to get into linebacker. And Josh, this is a really intriguing group. They lost uh, their arguably their best player from last year's group and Brian Osamoa to the NFL draft. But they're returning quite a few snaps from that 2021 roster and several players Uh that are going to be kind of up and comers. And then they brought in several players with the 2022 recruiting class that might have a chance to break through for some snaps in this season. Well, in all of the starts that you returned with Deshaun White's decision to come back to Oklahoma, over 160 tackles in his career. So that was a big win for Brent Venables and this defense for Ted Roof, everybody on that side of the football that Deshaun White made the decision to bet on himself and return to Oklahoma for one more season. That's a great place for them to start. David Oweibu has played a lot of football as well, so that's another experienced option in the linebacker room. And then from there, it gets exciting, right? You start thinking about, okay, Danny Stutzman, who I think was just shy of maybe 40 tackles total last season, but played a lot of football for Oklahoma, obviously uh, had – a sizable impact for just a true freshman a year ago. We see the talent there from Danny Stutzman. So I, I love this group. I like the I like the signing class. I mean, the Kobe McKenzie flip late in this class was huge for Oklahoma. You pair that, obviously, with signing Kip Lewis and then Jaron Canick, who, of course, was committed to Clemson, decommitted, didn't want to go anywhere that Brent Venables was not at, and winds up at Oklahoma and – I just think it's a super talented group. If we're talking top to bottom, most talented position groups at Oklahoma, I think you got to consider linebacker. And I didn't even, I didn't even mention TD roof yet. Yeah. And then there's Shane Witter too, who had 23 tackles himself, played over hundred snaps for the Oklahoma centers, played 167 snaps at linebacker um, last season. And I, I think you're right. It is, it's a group that's deep. 
you know, they, they've got your, your frontline guy in Deshaun White. Uh, David Igwebu, Danny Stutzman are probably going to be vying for those, those nickel, those second linebacker uh, snaps. And then Shane Witter will be right there as well. He, he's a guy that I think a lot of people are excited about the, the athleticism and the speed that he brings to the table. Maybe potentially replacing Brian Osamoa in that weak side linebacker role in base sets and then being one of your nickel linebackers as well. It, it's going to be really fascinating to see how it all plays out because in a Brent Venable system, we're going to see a lot of multiple fronts. Like we're not going to just see a three man front. Like we saw a lot of times out of Alex Grinch's defense with Nick Bonito as your kind of your rush linebacker, you're, you're going to see a lot of four man fronts with three linebackers in base. Like they're going to use more traditional fronts at times in a four, three, where a lot of college football has gone to three, three, a lot of four, two, you're, you're just seeing a, a varied look, but I think you're going to see a lot of different personnel groups which is going to be really good for the linebacker crew because when they do decide to go with four linebackers, you've got four pretty good ones that you can deploy, especially a guy like David Aguebu, who there's some talk that he might be bumping out to edge. That could create a lot of interesting uh, matchup opportunities and personnel opportunities for this group. If you can roll out David Aguebu and Danny Stutzman and Deshaun White and Shane Whittier, like that's pretty salty. That's a lot of athleticism and a lot of talent that you can put out on the field. And then who knows what your defensive front looks like, but it's going to be really intriguing to see just how they all play out. But it's a really good group. I agree. David Aguebu, if they put him out at, you know, the defensive end rush, kind of what the old rush in spot had been at Oklahoma, then that means one of those guys, whether, whether it's the signees that will be true freshmen or either Canick or Witter, somebody's getting snaps in a big way if Aguebu's out of the picture there. I, I think I would lean that David Aguebu's going to stay at linebacker right here right now, but you're right. I mean, there's definitely been that type of talk, and I think he's athletic and versatile enough that if that's the direction Oklahoma wants to go, I think he would, I think he would excel at that position. I just kind of think probably he's going to stay at linebacker just because that's where he's been, and he's got a ton of experience, and that's obviously important alongside Deshaun White. One of the names that you mentioned, doesn't this kind of feel when you get a little further along in somebody's career and there's been so much hype, there's been so much talk and they really haven't kind of cracked the rotation yet. Eventually you get to that season where it's sort of, it's kind of now or never, right? Like I feel that way about Shane Witter. This is the year I've heard about all the speed and he's flying around in practice and yet he's not really – and not totally, I'm sure, any fault of his own. There's been some talented guys in front of him. That's Oklahoma football. But this yeah. is, you know, kind of one of those years, I mean, for him, where if it doesn't happen this year, I'm sort of saying to myself, okay, maybe he's never going to crack this rotation at OU. Well, I think there's something to that. I think that might be part of the reason why they they might consider Aguebu as an outside linebacker. You know, like – at Clemson, they'd run some three-four, and you know they they had Vic Beasley designated as a linebacker, but he was just a three-four outside linebacker rushing off the edge. If that's how they decide to use Aguebu, that does open up snaps for a guy like Whittier, and I I like the idea of that. And perhaps you know Whittier runs in that hybrid kind of nickel safety linebacker role where he can use his speed and athleticism, playing out of the slot where he can cover some tight ends. And, and some slot wide receivers as well. Um, 
this is a guy I think that that has the potential along with a guy like Jaron Kanak. I mean, they're going to have to work to hold off some of these true freshman guys coming into play because it, it's a it's a talented group in Kip Lewis and Kanak and Kobe McKenzie as well. So it, the linebacker position is looking really, really solid heading into 2022. And and I, I think Kanak could very well be that hybrid guy too. The If there's anybody that could fit that Isaiah Simmons mold, maybe Kanak, maybe Whittier could be those guys. You know, I love Jaron Kanak. I think he's fabulous. He's already been, you know, probably one of the biggest, I, I don't know, if, if you think about who the coaches have raved about in terms of just what they've done as an early enrollee uh, in the weight training program at Oklahoma so far. Kanak's probably the, the number one name that you hear from the coaching staff. So I sort of, when I think about early enrollees, John, a lot of times, you know, not just the comments that coaches make about uh, the versatility that a player has or just different skill sets that they have with early enrollees. A lot of times what sort of I'm listening for in terms of whether or not they're actually going to see snaps in year one is, okay, what are they saying about this kid in terms of what they're doing in the weight room? And Jaron Canick has been somebody that from the moment he got here, they have raved about him. So Mm -hmm. I think that he's got a serious chance at Oklahoma. If, if he can, you know, figure out what the defense looks like and wrap his mind around that pretty quickly, I think he's got a chance to see some legitimate snaps for Oklahoma next season. And I'll say this too, Oklahoma loses Brian Osamoa, who was of course the leading tackler for the Sooners a season ago. I think OU because of Brent Venables, because of Ted Roof, because of this defense, and just because of the talent that they signed in this class and some of the guys they already had on campus – and Deshaun White's decision to return, I think OU's got a chance to be better this season at linebacker. I really do. And that's crazy to say when you're talking about a defense that lost its leading tackler. Well, I think one thing that potentially makes them better is the the addition of Jeffrey Johnson through the transfer portal. When you get a guy who's a legit nose tackle that's, you know, from places I've seen, he's up to 330 pounds, that's going to eat up a lot of space, and it's going to keep your linebackers freer and allow them to run and hit and do what they need to do without having to take on offensive linemen at the second level. A lot of the run game can be so much predicated on how well defensive linemen are able to hold up the offensive line. Now, so much of what they did under Alex Grinch was just penetrate, get up field, not as much two-gapping stuff. We talked about it in our last week. Yeah, stunt and stuff. And that that exposes your linebackers a little bit more to second level blocks from the offensive line. If you can get your defensive lineman holding up those offensive linemen a little bit more and allow your athletic linebackers to do what they do, which is run and hit, that's going to make things potentially a little bit better. Coming up next, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in, in softball, touch on a little basketball before we get out of here. But first, let me talk to you about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is the family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years, serving do-it-yourselfers and the professional mechanics. They've got everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go check out rockauto.com. If you're looking for a part, they're going to have it. They've got inventory out the wazoo. Yes, I use the word wazoo, make my dad proud. He's the guy that I always worked on cars with. He would have loved rockauto.com back in the 90s when we're trying to find a part and we're going to the auto parts store and they're just having to look on their computer and nonstop and it, we're having to go to another auto parts store. Cut out going to several auto parts stores to find that one part and go to rockauto.com. And you can go to rockauto.com and save 
you can get 30, 50, or even 100% less on the same part by going to Rock Auto versus a chain store or car dealership. So go to rockauto.com right now. Tell them that Locked On sent you for amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. All right, Josh, real quick before we get out of here. Lindsey Elam continues to just hammer away. Two more home runs tonight. One of three Sooners to hit two home runs. Jocelyn Allo, Alyssa, Alyssa Brito. How impressive is her run right now where she's got six home runs, 16 RBIs just over the last six games? Well, it's a record-setting run, right? It was five consecutive home runs, which tied the NCAA record for Crazy. Lindsay Elam. So uh, historic, I would say, is the type of run that she's been on. And speaking of going on a run and being unleashed and swinging free and easy, well, that would be the case, again, for Jocelyn Allo. Finally, she got that record-setting number 96 home run, and it's been off to the races, right, ever since that. Two more tonight for Jocelyn Allo. She hit the century mark the other day uh, when we were talking last, and now all of a sudden she's got the tally up to 102 home runs in her career. So, you know, as this Oklahoma team just continues to lay waste to the competition, another another run rule victory, by the way, over Kentucky, who a lot of people, if you listen to those in the softball, know they kind of felt like as you project out the rest of the way for Oklahoma's schedule that maybe, I'm not saying definitively, but maybe Kentucky could be the best team that Oklahoma had left on its regular season schedule. I tend to think that OU is going to get a serious test in both by Texas and in Bedlam versus Oklahoma State. If not all three games, then one of the three or perhaps in one of those series, a couple of the three. That being said, if Kentucky was the best team that Oklahoma was going to see the rest of the way, holy smokes, John. I mean, we're on undefeated watch now, I think, for Oklahoma. Yeah, another not, you know another run rule win. They're twenty second of the season, a nine one win over the number eight team in the nation, Kentucky. Jordy Ball was fantastic again. Twelve strikeouts, five hits, allowed just one earned run. It's a team that's doing it both ways, offensively and defensively, and they've got a legit ace. Where last year it seemed like they were they were ha- they had an ace for a stretch, and then they'd have to turn to somebody else, and then they have to go to somebody else. This year, Jordy Ball has been dominant for the most part. And then when she's not on the mound, Hope Troutwine and Nicole May have been just as good as as well. And yeah, I think, I think it's safe to say that we could be looking at a team that could enter the college world series as undefeated, but I think you're right. Bedlam and the red river showdown will provide tough challenges. They did last year. They'll, they'll do so again this year just because the rivalry always amps things up a bit and you never know who's going to be on and who's going to be off that day. So it's super fun to watch. And if you're not checking out Oklahoma softball, you're really, really missing out. Not every game is televised, but you know, if there is one like tonight, it was on ESPN through the sec network, make sure you find those that are televised. And if not, you can listen to them on the radio too. So kick it old school, get your radio out. You can listen to, and go out to the field. Like there are not many seats available, but if you can find a seat, it's definitely a ticket to buy, but that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on every podcast platform. And hey, subscribe over at YouTube as well. We're over 1,500 subscribers now on the channel, so make sure you hit us up over there. Let us know uh, how you feel about the show. Drop a comment, drop a question. We'd love to answer your questions here on the show. If you've got one, let us know. For Josh Helmer, I'm John Williams. We'll check you out next time. Boomer Sooner.